I'm obligated to tell you that you are being recorded. Fantastic. Welcome to the Almost Good Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is the podcast where David James Keaton, that is him. I'm so tired. And J. David Hosborn, that's me. Hi. Talk about movies. We have a very special movie for you today, a movie that I enjoyed very much. I took it at uh, Keaton's recommendation. It's uh, Reservoir Dogs uh, for right-wing militia types. <laughs> it's great. It's called The Standoff at Sparrow Creek, and we are going to talk about that soon. But first of all, Dave, how are you doing in this uh, this fake uh, fake virus pandemic? Uh, oh, go, you're going right for it. <laughs> this, I've trademarked the soft apocalypse. Soft apocalypse trademarked me 2020. I'm doing all right. I, we actually uh, we had fast food today. Oh, cool. Um, that's the first time because you know I'm. We've got like all these uh, procedures for the food that gets dropped off. We had a. Um, did I tell you I went to the grocery store and there was this lanky dude like sneezing all over our fucking groceries? What? Traumatized me. So right when this shit was happening, I had a big uh, grocery trip, and everybody's being separated by like six feet or whatever, mm-hmm. and yeah. they're putting my groceries in the bag and big. Big, tall, lanky dude. He comes over. He's like, you need need me to bag those? And I'm like, no, I'm good. And he's like, oh, okay. But he still stands there. He's got no gloves and a visible, like, cold or something. Just sniff. <laughs> <laughs> Doing uh, that shit. He's, sta- he's oh, literally boy. hovering over my fucking Oh, boy. And I'm like. That's I'm no bueno. Yeah, and I'm thinking, I, I don't feel good about this trip anymore. I want to burn all right. this shit. Even, right. if, even if there was not this new super flu, I would not want somebody doing that anyway. And then he wanders right. off and he's like, eh, kind of with this attitude, like, hey, no skin off my ass, dude. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking you are not instilling confidence in your consumers. But anyway, so we have, before that, Amy got a subscription to um, Imperfect Produce where they give you the, you know, all the fruits and veggies that have dents in them and little Oh, holes in them. that's cool. <clears throat> yeah, because they throw that shit away. So um, we always look forward to it because it's always kind of a surprise. Like, hey, what the fuck are we going to get? And mm-hmm. it's, you know, we'll get some mutant uh, cucumber or some weirdly colored radishes and shit. Well, we realized that um, they also just act as a grocery delivery service. We just never really took advantage of that as much. Mm-hmm. So once, um, <clears throat> once the fucking hot zone sneeze all over my food we said <laughs> let's order some let's order some food through perfect produce and let's let's treat it like groceries right and uh so she ordered a ton of stuff and it's pretty sweet like they can't take any more subscribers because we just happen to be in it we're grandfathered in right mm-hmm. you but guys they, just like the funky fruit yeah we like the funky fruit but now they're bringing us all our groceries and the only uh the only drawback is that it's all kind of healthy <laughs> So I'm, I'm like starving to death. So yeah. Everything, uh, everything is like, like something showed up that was chocolate uh, pretzels with chocolate in them, and I thought, hey, this looks good. Finally, something kind of junky that might fill me up. And it, everything just tastes like, tastes like wood. Everything's like dry wood. Uh-huh, uh-huh, there's a, yeah, there's a yeah. bottle that says, it's like oat milk, and there's a bottle that's like hazelnut milk, but it says milked oats which is a particularly gross. gross way to say it and it, all, yeah. and it all just tastes like dishwater you know it's all just the same kind of bland food i'm sure it's probably healthy but anyway long story short 
we went and got in and out burger. Amy went and got in and out burger. Oh, hell yeah. And dude, I'm like in a coma now because I ate those fucking burgers. Yeah, it was that's like what's greasy, up, dude. It's full of grease and salt. And I'm like, oh, I'm finally alive. What's going on is your what's <laughs> going on is your your body thinks that you're still in hunter-gatherer mode, right? So your body's been thinking this this poor guy for a week he's been eating wood chips, you know? So it's, it's been thinking true. that you're on a hunt and it thinks that you're just not turning anything up. So when you finally get that in and out, it's like, oh, we caught a big one. Let's rest. Like let's turn this all into fat. So that he can store it for when he has to go back to eating wood chips oh, again. I'm gonna, I feel like my blood is soup right now from those fucking burgers. Hell yeah. You know dude. what sounded good? I kind of settled for it. Um, people make fun of Taco Bell all the time. Um, and I believe it's a, little, it's a little classist to make fun of that in my I opinion. don't make fun of that shit. It's good. I ate it like it's, a week it's ago. Delicious. It's delicious. And I was watching this show on YouTube. Um, you've probably seen it. Irish people try blank and then they eat some food. Yeah, I've, I've heard. Like, I've seen the concept. Yeah, it it used to be good. It used to be like Irish try jambalaya or Irish try chicken and waffles, and and it used right. to be interesting because they were they would think, you know, this is fucking crazy. Americans are insane, mm -hmm. but now it's been they've sold out, and now it's like Irish try Mrs. Fields cookies, mm -hmm. Irish try Uncle Ben's rice. It's always some branded, not interesting food. Right. But but last night they uploaded Irish try Taco Bell. Mm. And I sat there like the fucking cartoon dog, you know, when the girl goes by, he's like, we'll get the fucking. Uh, oh, Dorito right. Cause you were, you were still wood chipping. <laughs> I was still wood chipping. So it was like the, you know, they got those fucking <clears throat> taco turduckins now. It's, it's a taco within a taco and shit. Yeah. It's disgusting, was, but awesome. Yeah, oh, but it looks so good. And so mm -hmm. today mm -hmm. we just said, go for it. So she went at two o'clock. And it was still a giant line. Mm. Brought it back. We threw it in the oven. Um, if you, if you, you're not supposed to nuke stuff to to kill the virus, you're supposed to put it in the oven for, like, at a lower temperature for like 15 minutes, and then it gets rid of any possible viral envelopes. Um, anyway, then we downed it, and now I'm in a fucking coma. But I feel kind of happy. I feel like I, I guess I feel like I hunted something down. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's kind of how. There's this guy who I've been looking at. Um, he runs a he runs a supplement company called I think it's called Ancestral Supplements. Uh -huh. I ordered I ordered some of their stuff. It's like ground up, uh, you know, steer, bone marrow, and liver, and heart, and eye, all this organ meat, right? So what this guy does, who runs this company, is at the beginning of every month he does a five day fast. But what he does <laughs> is he works out really hard on day one. And then just doesn't eat anything. And he says, what this is simulating is that this, there was a failed hunt, right? And then, <laughs> and then he goes five days and he doesn't eat anything. And then he works out really hard again at the very end of it, which has to be difficult because, you know, you haven't eaten in five days. And he's like, and then I have a big feast full of organ meats. He's like, this, this simulates a successful hunt. And I was it reading simulates this. something, that's for sure. I'm reading this and I'm like, I'm like, this guy fucking rocks, dude. I want to be just like this guy. <clears throat> I don't know if I can make it to a five day fast though. I, I did a one day, like literally 24 hour fast. And uh, it was, it was not easy, man. There's no way I can't do that shit. I'm, I'm hangry. Hard. I'm hangry by noon, man. I'm yeah. so hangry. Well, I, I read about this. There's something called ghrelin, which is a, like a stress hormone. And what happens is at a certain time of the day that your body's used to eating, it'll secrete that ghrelin. 
So it's a problem if people snack. Like I'm, I'm a snacker. I'll just like eat, eat some chips or you know whatever. And what's happening is that's conditioning my body that you know every every day at 3:45 we have a little snackaroonie, and it secretes that ghrelin, and that's what makes you actually hungry. So they recommend if you're ever going to go on a fast is to like cut out snacking first, then cut it down to like one meal, <clears throat> and then eventually you get to a point where you can kind of see it through but i'm gonna try to i mean i'm on a big health kick recently i my response to the virus has been to um instead of you know freaking out about somebody sneezing on me or whatever my response has been the opposite which has been to like try to boost my immune system as much as possible so i uh i take turkey tail mushroom which is a immuno support i take cordyceps which is literally it's a mushroom that literally helps your uh, your lung capacity helps you to breathe better <clears throat> um i take cur- curcumin which is this it's like an extract from turmeric that's like an anti-inflammatory so i'm really concerned with like anti-inflammation because my thought process is everything that you see about this virus says that it's not going away and this is like a new flu that we have to deal with so now we have the flu and we have this thing so my idea right. is that going forward into the future it's like okay well what happens if we get a third one and then we get a fourth one you know you're just going to have to at a certain point try to be as healthy as possible because you can't mitigate all these other factors right you'll yeah. end up being like monk right the tv show character monk for the rest of your life like oh, i trying- was already like that or you'll be like, uh, we'll end up like the people in 12 Monkeys, and it'll be like, you can't go outside. I was also <laughs> like that. <laughs> well, I did, pop a, I did pop a Zyrtec before I ate the burgers in case there was any, case there was any glitter on them. Did you, did you okay. see that? Uh, that's the, uh, the analogy they use. If you're, to imagine that this virus is like glitter. Uh-huh. So if you, had, if you went out somewhere, you'd have glitter on you. So how are you going to get the glitter off? Um, yeah, that's so. fun, and it's also something that will like drive people completely insane. Yeah, and... they couldn't have picked a weirder one for me to lock onto. I'm thinking, right? Well, glitter, you know, it's like sand. You know, it's coming out of everything after you go to the beach. So, right. So it just it it actually I didn't I don't know if I needed to double up on my paranoia, and I and they're they're airing Nobody on the side. Of, well, that's Nobody the thing did. with this is, and I think that's what's frustrating you so much when I was talking to you um, before mm-hmm. is. Uh, <clears throat> All the shit that's hitting you is geared towards the dumbasses who need to be, they need to be scared straight, right? They got to be scared into doing the right thing and you can't tell them the truth about it. But for us, you know what I mean? It's like, Maybe. they can't be trusted with it. They can't be trusted with, if, if they were to tell them, well, you know, this isolation thing is working. If they mm-hmm. heard that, you know, they'd go out and they'd just start rolling on the ground and and coughing on my groceries, but now if they, well, they, go, ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I was, I'm sorry to interrupt here, but the problem with that is that it actually hasn't scared the dumbasses. My neighbors have had parties every weekend <laughs> since the quarantine started, straight on through. El Paso has scored a gigantic F. Uh, literally, like it was in the paper, El Paso gets an F for social distancing. Um, <clears throat> so I don't really think it did work. I think who it scared... Um, at least in my experience, me. From my it kind scared of, me. It scared it scared people on the left. It scared a bunch of like liberal people, which is really weird to be like on the side of Trump people for once, you know, and just kind of be 
looking around and being like, damn, everybody's really scared. And what I did, dude, what I basically did from like the, the minute this thing started and friends around me started losing their minds is I just <clears throat> looked at the articles and I just looked at the numbers that they were reporting and I just failed to be impressed by any of it. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't seem like a lot to me, you know? Well, it's There'd like be that, a... uh, Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's that, that analogy I made the other day when we were talking about that, you know, during post 9-11, the... Perfect analogy, They wrapped themselves in the flag, right? The, the right wing wrapped mm-hmm. themselves in the flag and support the troops and, and yep. you can't, and you, you know, what are you doing questioning this war and questioning any of this? Yep. Yep. And so if you had any doubts about like, why are, you know, maybe there was not necessarily good reasons to blow up the trade center, but maybe we, you know, incited it with some shitty policies overseas, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't have any nuance at all. They were like, you don't support right. the right. troops. So I, my theory was that the left has just been dying to get a hold of that, like to wrap mm-hmm. themselves in that moral superiority. Like you don't. So, so, in, so instead they've completely embraced the idea of, well, Oh, you don't, you're not, uh, instead of supporting the troops, it's, you know, you got to support the, support the scientists, support the doctors and they have support the know, elderly, support the, the, the elderly. people with comorbidities. Yeah. yeah and yeah, they yeah. have them and there's the moral superiority is there. So <clears throat> I'm not saying that you need to be on the other side of it, but if you show any nuance, any, Right. Any, I, any questioning of any policy or any way things are being thought of, or even the quick reversals that are happening daily. You daily. Know, even if you're like, hey, do you remember yesterday? Yeah. You can't even say that. You can't even say remember yesterday. Yeah, I remember yesterday, yesterday like, oh, wait, when you, remember oh, yesterday you, when you weren't supposed you weren't supposed to wear masks, and now today <laughs> right. we are supposed to wear masks. And and the whole thing, like I, <clears> I really love that analogy because the what the first time you said it to me, it really kind of got me thinking about this whole thing. And it, it works at every level. So, you know, if you have, if somebody tells you an anecdote about like, you know, well, my, uh, my nurse, my nurse's, uh, friends, mothers, whatever died of fucking coronavirus. That was exactly like it was in nine 11 when it was like my cousins, <clears throat> oh, yeah. wives, whatever died in the towers, you know? And so right. if you were to suggest that we maybe should not go to war with Iraq over this kind of thing, People would be like, "How fucking dare!" And I remember, I grew up in Oklahoma, dude. Like, I grew up deep in the in the thick. And you were Ohio, right? Yeah. So you probably had a very similar experience to what I did, where if you said anything, if you were like anything close to like anti-troop, you know, you'd get a whole bunch like, "My brother's in the fucking army, dude." Like, what the fuck, you know? Like, and we're just getting that now, but with doctors and nurses, right? Where yeah, if you question if- anything about this, they're like. Yeah, well, you know what? My sister's a nurse, and I would really appreciate it if you didn't kill her with your opinion. And yeah, you sit there like, that doesn't make any fucking sense, plus dude. Plus, there's, and this is going to be, this is probably going to be taken the wrong way, but I haven't seen so much excitement over a climbing death toll oh, since, I know. since 9-11. Since 9-11. They love it. And they except for 9-11, yeah. 9-11, it was the right that was very excited about this escalating death toll, you know, right. because it right. because it backed up their position. And so the, to to be able to sense that there's excitement over a death toll is just kind of, it's just kind of creepy. Like everybody is absolutely certain that their mm-hmm. position is correct based on their alignment and like their politiz- their politicization of, of an event, not necessarily their like, not necessarily what they're seeing every eight to 12 hours. It's just, mm-hmm. it has to line up with their politics. And I think that right. that, that means that there's all these there's a lot of revisionist history going on almost immediately as we get new information. I just want to, 
<clears throat> I just want to be able to say, you know, let me be terrified on my own. I'll, I'm doing, I've been doing great at it all my life. Yeah. You know? Well, there's that so, in it. Go ahead. Finish. Yeah. No, that was just, that's just it. Like I don't, I don't need the extra bit of, um, I don't need the smugness. I don't need the, well, yeah. And it's like, you you know, you, you get scared and then it's like you read something and you say, huh, that's really interesting. Like this graph kind of shows that things might be slightly less bad than we all thought they were. And you post it and people are like, fuck you to death with a fucking chainsaw. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> and you're like, well, that's a, that is a rather strong reaction. Which is well, what I like got what on said. good old Facebook, man. Yeah, like, I... like people, people jumped in my ass real bad. By the way, they can all suck my dick, um, because <laughs> basically, like you look at you look at what's going on. And my whole point from the very beginning was that things that we don't know about this virus is we we don't know how deadly it is. That's what I kept focusing on. We don't know how deadly it is, and one of the reasons why we don't know how deadly it is is because so many people get it and have no symptoms. So this is a problem with testing. Okay, so what I said was that more and more people need to be tested so that we can see how many people had it who had no symptoms, which means they did not die, which would necessarily bring the death rate down. And now that they're starting to do those studies, they're finding exactly what I said. They did one in California. They did two in California, one in Santa Clara, which is that's close to you, right? Is that you? Is that your hotspot? Uh, I may or may not be. There, yes. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so they did one there. And then they did one for Los Angeles. And this is in the LA Times. This is not some fringe new, which I want to go back to people uh, talking shit at me for having, you know, fringe websites or whatever. But I'll focus for a second. So in LA, 8,000 people were infected and the death rate was 667, whatever. Then they did a much, much, much wider test. And they're like, oh, actually, between a quarter of a million and a half a million people in LA had coronavirus, right? So what that does. When that number goes up, that means that its actual deadliness goes down. You get the math there, right? Like that makes sense. So this is all. This is the only thing that I was suggesting. Now they tested that many people in LA. I didn't see that. Mm -hmm. that yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an LA Times article. Yeah. So there's um, they tested that's not a whole the bunch. The, that's not the one with the homelessness. I think that one. No, that one's that in one, Boston. That one's in yeah. Boston. And there's problems with that one because they <clears> tested 100 percent. Had the coronavirus. Right. None, none of them had symptoms. But then it's like, okay, but they might have symptoms later. I get what's wrong with that one. But there's one in Santa Clara that estimated that 3.3% of the population had it. And there's one very recently, it was in the LA Times, that they did in Los Angeles, right? Um, <clears throat> so anyway, what they're coming out with with all these different studies and what they're finding in, in European countries as well and South Korea as they test and test and test and test is again that this number keeps dropping down, 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 down. And that is pretty indisputable. And that's all that I was suggesting. Like I wear a fucking mask when I go outside. Well, when I go into like the grocery store, because I don't want anybody to be afraid. You know, I don't want anybody to think that I'm patient zero right. or whatever. And I'm coughing on their shit. It's polite to do that. But all I'm saying when I, when I look on Facebook and I, and I'm about to post something like this, I'm like, well, this is really interesting. Like maybe this will bring people some kind of like, peace maybe they'll be like oh thank god maybe it's not quite as bad the exact opposite happens usually like we get all these fucking art and they use the exact same arguments like these weird non sequiturs my favorite one being um you know if you ever happen to say something to the effect of well it really only affects older people 
they'll say, all right, well, then we'll let you pick which one of your old relatives you want to die, which doesn't make any sense, right? Like, that's just, that fundamentally does not make sense as, like, an argument. Um, also, I think that they're coming from a position where they assume that you, they've, they've put you on a side because yeah, exactly. you, showed, you showed any degree of uncertainty towards something. You were corralled to a side. And if they talk to you for five minutes outside of Facebook, they would realize that you are not on that side. They no, would realize right. that all you're doing is looking at all the information that you can find. And right. if you, <clears throat> and if you could, you know, explain to them, like if you, but you don't have to, like, that's the problem is, do you have to say, listen, I follow every single protocol to the letter. I'm interested in this article because weirdly enough, it gives me comfort to think that we've all been infected already. So yeah. maybe let's think of, maybe we could think about it. You know, I actually yeah. posted something two months ago when we first heard about this thing, I put up a picture from the walking dead where, do you remember the first season where the big twist was that everybody was infected? That you oh, didn't, no, I didn't know that. that. Yeah. That spoiler, if you haven't seen it yet, but mm -hmm. the, the first season of 2000 seasons of walking dead, you know, you assume that you get, you get bit by a zombie, that you'll become a zombie. Mm -hmm. um, well, the big twist is that everyone who dies will become one. And mm. that's a lot more alarming. And so somebody, a guy in this like CDC type government building whispers to the lead something. You don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. And you find out later what he whispered was that everyone is infected. Right. Essentially right. saying, don't, as soon as you die, you're going to become a zombie. And so right. I put that I put that image up like two months ago, um, you know, hinting that the testing was being limited because like Trump didn't want everybody to know that everyone already had it. But what's right. funny is that now the position is switched. So mm -hmm. it's like the the left wouldn't want everybody to know that everyone has had it. You know what right. I mean? Right. Exactly. Like it's, exactly. It's funny how that shift happened so quickly. Yeah. And, and everybody just like with their whole like, <clears throat> you know, this is so dangerous and this is so bad and. You know, the social distancing saved us all. I don't have time to get into everything, but all I'm saying is think about it like this. Think about it from my perspective. Once again, I'm a person who grew up in Oklahoma who lived through like 9-11 from people constantly telling me, like, don't think a certain way or you'll be shunned, right? So I'm immediately averse to that. Um, the second thing is that over the course of my life, we've seen a lot of really shady government shit go down. Most recently, like with the Epstein thing, oops, there was no camera footage and he's just dead. And yeah, the guy who had all these high powered <laughs> people in his black book just disappears. So, you know, all this kind of stuff happens. And then all of a sudden people are saying, you know, we have to trust the WHO or the CDC. And I'm like, these are like another government organization. Like, why should we trust them? Yeah, it's like, why do they not also have funding and backing and people who stand to gain money, like profit from different vaccines and different drugs? Like, I just don't go into anything trusting anybody, which brings me back to the conspiracy thing. You know how in movies, like when an actual, you know, alien invasion happens or whatever, they'll go find like the crazy hermit who's got, you know, all the pins in the wall. And, and that's the one guy who can like explain to the Okay, I'm thinking very specifically of in uh, Stranger Things, but I'm sure that trope has to have happened yeah, the, elsewhere, yeah, right? The Randy Quaid and uh, wasn't he living in um, Independence Day? Yeah. Well, and yeah, he had already been abducted by the aliens. Uh, right. The, right. Uh, and Woody Harrelson in uh, was it 2012? Was that Apocalypse mm -hmm. movie? He's living in Yosemite. He knows mm -hmm. that it was going to blow up. He's been waiting mm -hmm. for it to blow. 
If unless yeah. I'm remembering it wrong, but yes. But so the th- and so the thing is, is that <clears throat> when you see these websites, right, uh, that are less than kind of savory, I would recommend going to them, seeing where they got their information. And a lot of times, these sites will link to real life studies. Now they'll get things wrong, right? And there's a lot of things that they extrapolate from the text that don't make sense. But sometimes they'll link to very real <clears throat> things that that frankly just do not get reported in like the New York Times, for example. Now, the thing is, is that I think that a lot of my lefty buddies um, tend to think that like, if it doesn't appear in the New York Times or the Washington Post, that it doesn't exist, that it's not like legitimate. And that's another more, thing that's and insane also if to it me. Doesn't, and also if it doesn't align. If, it's, if, if it, it doesn't align, yeah. But yeah. that's the thing is like the, the marching orders keep changing so quickly. The mask thing you brought up earlier there was, um, you know, initially it was don't the people were wearing people that had masks on in Facebook photos were getting a bunch of people piling on and saying, you piece of shit, send those to the hospitals. They need them. Right. And <clears throat> I don't even know if you remember last year we had wildfires. So everyone in California has a stash mm-hmm. and 95 masks. I had like 20 of them. And I, I would throw them into book deliveries that I'd send to people just to be funny. Like here's a mask. Cause it makes it look mm. like a creepy package. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I had a picture where I had a stack of these masks and people were like, huh, maybe I'll think about donating them. I'm like, maybe you ought to think about learning how to read dates on pictures, dude. That's from like last year. Yeah. And like, and, and then like, as we saw now you better have your mask on when you're outside or you're a piece of shit. And it's like, do you, do you guys even remember what you were, were shaming people about a week ago? And so right. besides that, I wish people would just understand that I don't know about you, but I'm going to err on the side of all of this protection because I don't want to look stupid and mm. die of something that I was claiming didn't exist. Because right. then I will be the poster boy for being a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah, Every right. day somebody, I see these posts like, here's some asshole who posted something about not believing that this thing was real. And look, now there's their funeral. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, I do not want to be that person. So I'm going to mm-hmm. err on the side. I'm going to err on the side of believing every possible thing that could put me in danger, so that mm-hmm. I don't look stupid after my death. Because that right. is a big. That's a big fear, dude. Looking sure. Foolish yeah. Foolish after yeah. you die. I'm not even yeah. kidding. I'm not yeah. even fucking kidding. No, to go no, out, to go yeah, out like that. To yeah. go out like that with some motherfucker putting a laugh emoji on your a yeah. picture of your obituary, and you can't yeah. like fucking murder them for that. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. be in that position. I don't want to be I a understand. poltergeist. I'll be a poltergeist haunting those people. Yeah, I anyway. understand. But the so thing I'm is, I'm not going to take a chance. I can't take a yeah. chance looking stupid. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, I I agree with that. I think that. Uh, yeah, I would just again, I would just encourage but, people to, to to look at stuff. You know what I mean? Like a, just just look at stuff. And it, you want to talk about situation. things that change. You talk about things <clears> that change. It's like. Uh, now they're saying like, you know, that coronavirus is going to come back next year, obviously, and that the flu is also going to happen. And so now everybody's like, so make sure you get your flu vaccine, even though they're completely ignoring a study that the Pentagon put out in January that says people who got flu vaccines are 36% more likely to develop coronavirus because it's called like virus intrusion or virus, something where like the, the different viruses like met, like the vaccine for one pulls down your defenses for the other there's a whole paper about it yeah and this one's a weird nobody one knows they, this one's a weird one when they say it's more like radiation where you keep building up this you keep taking these hits of it and it's not like you know hey you get uh, you got chicken pox you won't get it again instead mm-hmm. you just get like it just doubles and triples and quadruples and then you're mm-hmm. fucked 
Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, like I was going to say earlier, it's, it's this perfect situation where like if this lockdown we're doing now has prevented deaths, then that that's simply going to be proof mm-hmm. to the, it'll be proof to the opposing side that it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Right. Because, but no one will ever be satisfied that they were right. Right. Except with massive mm-hmm. death. Like, the idea right. that you're not going to be satisfied unless you get this massive death you're craving, mm-hmm. I think is a little it's a little ghoulish, you know. Yeah, like the I, fact I, that we, the fact that we had an actual good outcome, it's like it's unfalsifiable one way or the other. Like you just yeah, you just so, you simply cannot prove it. Right. So I mean, I'd rather have the doubt about who was right because you know either the, some level of slight overreaction rather than like owning the rednecks with a massive death. Mm-hmm. If that makes mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Sure. Well, it makes total sense. It makes total sense. I think that um, I honestly like my opinion is that if we didn't have a lockdown and I hate the lockdown, but I I think that lockdowns work in places like Iceland and Sweden, where there's a small population of people who are like responsible adults. I think if we didn't have a lockdown here, this is to the first the very first point you made here in America. I think that it probably would have been pretty catastrophic here if we didn't have yeah. some kind of lockdown because people here are um retarded right <laughs> so well they're they those that they've fucking proven themselves uh incapable mm-hmm. of, of yeah. like if you were worried about being on a side a week ago mm-hmm. um you know the side you're being uh lumped in with had, uh-huh. had a, re- a real showing this week oh they sure they, did as they rolled up in their trucks but my mm-hmm. favorite were the people the people head to toe in protective gear with signs tactical say, gear, dude. But even worse, wearing masks and gloves, and then a sign yep. that says the virus is a hoax. It's like, yeah. what are you? Those, why are you man, those that are, that's my that's my fucking team. No, see, they were doing that. They're doing that <laughs> to throw these off. Look at how cool that tactical gear is. Those ARs, those modified ARs. It was so funny. There's a picture of a guy who looked <laughs> like he's. I think he was wearing. He's the George Washington purge guy, with like the modified AR. And uh, somebody looked at the gun that he had, and he's like, that gun is $2,000, and, like, the mods that he did to it are another 1000 on top of that. So it's a $3,000 gun. And then, you know, of course, it's not to say that a poor person couldn't save up to buy a really cool gun. You're like, why, some, you buy, somebody, why, why are you buying lobster with your welfare check? Yeah, exactly. But then somebody <laughs> a little bit further down the comments, like, posts a link to this guy's uh, Facebook. He's like, yeah, this is a nightclub owner in Pittsburgh. And it's like, ah, okay, <laughs> got it, gotcha. He's like, he's like, so he wants he wants people to go back go back to work, like, uh, and he wants he wants people in that nightclub. Um, oh, that's sweet. all making, but that's the, that's one thing. But that's also a stereotype that I I kind of dislike because for every one of those guys who will get trotted out, there are genuinely people who've lost their entire livelihoods, right, and like <clears throat> are going to have a hell of a time getting it back. And I think that we have really sort of downplayed and mocked uh, the economic trouble that a lot of people are in. And we would do well to perhaps uh, all shift our collective gears from scolding each other for wearing masks or not to focusing on, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, having some words with some politicians, right? Maybe we can all stop shouting at each other for a little bit and being like, wait a minute. And then you yeah, turn it's, it's, and, you it know. just seems like it benefits anybody in power is benefited from us like skirmishing down here and squabbling like, about masks or like you know, yelling at each other on we're Facebook. fighting over scraps of protective gear yeah. and what we should be and we're policing each other i hate that all, shit i hate it so all, much and it's all be, and it's all just to keep us fucking busy you know mm-hmm. 
but it's more than that too because now in australia they have i saw this video right before we made this call from the independent in australia it's like uh these these people on a roof like the cops use drones with infrared technology to like find three people gathering illegally on top of a roof having beers together and they all got fucking fined a thousand dollars for doing that it's like this is another thing that we didn't think about right what happened at the end of 9-11 the patriot act they got to roll out all these things they wanted to roll out and we we want them to oppress us with more of this shit right so now we're gonna get digital dollar well that's the The patriot act was able to be slid in so effectively because it it spoke to like these these like shitty desires of the type of people to support it you know like you Mm -hmm. don't you if you're not committing a crime what do you care if we listen Mm -hmm. to your calls if you're not if you're not a piece of shit committing a crime then you don't have anything to worry about so this one you know it it plays on the inner cop of all the the lefties yeah like who are like, you know, well, what's my, what are they up to? They're doing something they shouldn't be doing. They shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing that. You know, yeah. I, you see that, that fucking Karen meme that runs, you know, that's, that's always, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, running the gauntlet on social media. And then it's like, but that's, but that's you guys. That's like, yeah. you're, you're, you're carrying it up by putting this, by constantly pointing out the people doing the wrong thing. Even Dude. if the, even if the pointing out the person who's pointing out the person is still pointing out the person, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Does, or do mm-hmm. I sound like a no. crazy person? No, 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 no. I sound no like because listen, been in lockdown for two months. I saw a thing. I saw a thing <laughs> on Facebook, man. I saw a thing on Facebook with a up and coming author. He's got a debut coming out that's really hyped up. <clears throat> Can't write, but he's got a novel coming out. Um, and he was writing this whole thing about how uh, he was at a gas station and he overheard two rednecks talking about how they didn't believe in the coronavirus. And so in his post, he says he goes over to them and tells them, which one of your fucking teeth do you want to keep? Because I'm going to beat your asses for saying this shit. And he was all like, yeah, they showed up really quick after that. And I was like, two things. Number one, that never happened. That was completely made up. <laughs> Number two, so you're threatening, you're threatening to beat people up for having a different opinion than you. And people in his comments are just cheering like fucking stupid ass seals just clap and just or 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 that's great man great job great work that's a fascistic tendency to say i'm going to beat you up for saying things that i don't agree with and it's like and the left goes along with it and it's always like dude i thought we were supposed to be like the cool ones you know like we were supposed to be the ones who were against you know using force to make people think the things that we believe i thought that was who we were but it turns out we're really not man it turns out that both sides i'm gonna sound like a crazy person for a second but it turns out both sides actually want that oppressive apparatus. They just want control of it. They just want to be able to point that ion cannon at their enemies and bring the boot of the state down on whoever disagrees with them. And on the left, that's people, in this case, who don't take coronavirus seriously, but it's also people who are maybe uh, anti-abortion, right? Um, they'd want to turn that ion cannon on those people. Similarly, the right, if they got that ion cannon, They'd turn it on the like pro-abortion people. Real quick, right? what's what's an ion cannon? So I can be afraid of it. Oh, it's like it's like a sci-fi thing. I don't think they might exist. I don't know, but I'm thinking of like a big cannon that shoots out like a laser blast. Right? That's oh, that doesn't. That's not the thing that like the brown note makes you shit your pants. No, but I'm sure <laughs> that exists. I am positive they have that. Anyway, my point is is that is that there's this there seems to be like this third way of people and they're on the left and they're on the right and they disagree ideologically but where they sort of come together 
is in this idea of like, no matter what we can't, we should not be working towards having this power where we can stamp on people's civil liberties. Dude, that's what I, that's what I've been saying when I moved out to California, you know, Mm. perfect, perfect politics, shitty people. Mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. they're just right below the surface of all the things that I might agree with somebody. It's like you're kind of you're kind of a piece of shit, aren't you? Right. You know, it's yeah. like and you want people who you it. disagree I with. You want it. people who you disagree with to die. Like you want them to die. How many people are going to laugh their asses off when cases spike in Georgia, which they probably will, because Georgia did it too soon. Georgia let go too soon. Um, so cases are probably going to spike, and we're going to see people gloating. We're going to see like snarky posts, like, "Oh wow, look at that." looks like you died and that to me it's just it's all disgusting like there's no people have shown how little humanity they have and they want to point towards people who you know say hey this affects older people so let's like protect them as much as we can but also you know just have a realistic plan something more like sweden which sweden had several disasters there because they did not protect their old people in their old in the old folks home and so a lot of them died that's bad. But otherwise it works pretty well, right? So just having a, um, a system like that, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's like immoral to suggest something like that, especially when the UN comes out with a report that says, you know, this, the, the, the American economy being shut down because so many of these charities are no longer being funded, it's going to lead to 100,000 kids in third world countries starving to death. So to everybody who tells somebody like me, hey, why don't you go pick out which relative of your, of your family, you'd want to die. And I'm like, everybody in my family who's that age that I cared about is already dead, first of all. So I was going to say, I want to play that experiment. I wanna do, <laughs> let's do that thought experiment. Who yeah. you want to die in your family? Seriously. Because right. that would be a, a much quicker, easier answer if you could just answer that question. If you could just let's answer say, it really quick, right? Yeah, so it's so like, who is, so who, no, answer the question. Who do you want to die yeah. in your family? Who's, who's that old? Um, sure. Um, well, who's that old? The only one who's really left is my grandma, my dad's side. I do love her. I would actually be sad if she died. Um, but who would I want to have die in my family? Can it be non-blood? Can it just be like people who've married in? Yeah, I guess we're imagining a situation where it's like a Sophie's choice, except there's, there's like 12 Osbournes lined up in front of of the gallows. If you get to set them all, all three but one. Oh, no, that's really easy. (laughs) One of, one of my aunts. Yeah. One of my aunts for sure. Yeah. No, that's actually, I don't even have to think about that. Yeah. Um, but here's some, let me shift gears. uh, But anyway, I just want to finish that point real fast, real fast, because like what I would say to anybody who said, pick one of the old people who you'd be comfortable with dying in return to that, I would say, okay, fine. Now you pick one of these children that you'd be okay with dying because that's what you're saying. Right. But I just flip it around on them like that. Debate, cha- de- debate champion 2020 right you here. You flip the script. I flipped the script and now you're they're like, whipped. Uh, yeah. Um, you're like Kirk Cameron and listen to me. Did you ever watch that yeah. debate movie? He, he actually no. convinces the audience that, uh, um, that it was bad for the lead to have an abortion. I'll let you watch it on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to switch gears slightly because I want to be on the right side of these things. Okay. Yeah, so sure. I was, I was on social media, even though I shouldn't have been, and mm-hmm. I saw a racist bingo card is where you, you know, you, you pick a square for if the person says something racist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Like, it, sure. you're, oh, yeah, you're yeah, arguing yeah. with mm-hmm. your crazy relatives and it's like, let's play racist bingo and look at how many racist things they say. Um, one of the squares on it, I was looking through it and, you know, thinking to myself, 
<laughs> I've got racist relatives. They'd say this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would win at bingo if I was arguing with them. Um, because they would say this shit, just to clarify. Mm-hmm. But one of the squares said, it said, saying this virus is from Wuhan, China, is racist. And this mm-hmm. sent me down, this sent me down a spiral. Because I, all of a sudden I started thinking, but I thought it was from Wuhan, China. So I, mm-hmm. I started wondering, does that mean, what is, what is that? What does that mean? So I go to I go to my wife, who's usually smarter about those things than I am. And mm-hmm. I'm like, is it is calling it obviously calling it the Wuhan virus like dipshit Trump did is racist. But saying mm-hmm. it's from Wuhan, China is not racist, right? Because mm-hmm. that's where it's from. Maybe. A, am I so there's some doubt about that. Is that what's happening? Yeah, there? there's doubt about it. There's actually they're thinking now it might have actually come from America first, which would is hilarious. Um, of course it did. Of yeah, course, yeah, like Fort, like Fort D. But the idea is that they built it at Fort Detrick and then brought it to Wuhan, and but Wuhan's where it broke out, right? I don't think there's a real argument about that. I think um, that it, it kind of escaped from, the okay, lab. So the, it so escaped the lab it, in Wuhan. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So it gets. So it's the front. Okay. And then there was another one that said, say, it was like saying it came from people eating bats is racist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that one's a little easier because you, sure, you think, yeah. yourself, mm-hmm. you know, saying that Chinese people eat bats or they eat cats, you know, that's. Well, they do, that, though. That's, and that's where it gets a little weird because yeah. you're right. They don't. They, 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 also, sell, they sell those but, in wet markets, though. They sell but, the bats in wet markets. Yeah. Sure, but. But also, it's. I thought they proved that this came from buying and slaughtering these fucking weirdo ant anteaters, right? These pangolins, pangolins, you know, yeah. Other, you know, the basically the endangered animal trade is what mm-hmm. did it. That's mm-hmm. what did it. Is that is it racist to say that? Like, that's the thing. Like, I, I want to say it because I, I think it shines a light on what's happening in China, which is that there are a lot of people there that are eating every possible thing they can sure and yeah mm-hmm. what what would you do right like if mm-hmm. we have what we got 300 million people in the u.s right yep so and in china they have a billion three yeah million. it's like it's like yeah it's like a they, exactly they have, it's like a, they, a billion and a half yeah yeah they have a billion plus the united states so mm-hmm. if i if i lived there i would eat everything in, of course in my path you know yes. You'd save the save the fucking anteater for Christmas dinner. You'd eat mm-hmm. the fuck a bat would be a burger. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't think that that should be should have the stigma that it does. I don't either. And I think that that might come from the resistance to even say it. Does that does that make any sense? Well, at this all? resistance to even say it is like it's part of the left's current psychosis, <clears throat> where you can't you can't say honest things because you might end up sounding like a crazy person. Doesn't that sound sympathetic to but say it, but that? It's really, to say but that it's, you, that it's you really it's really easy. Eat? It's really easy if you say something like you know this came because you know those goddamn Chinese are always eating bats. That's racist, right? But if you say hey this came from a bat and that sucks because these folks are fucking overcrowded and their government doesn't give a shit about them and they're starving and they'll eat whatever they can, you know, that's different. But just but the, the, those things are both under the umbrella of Chinese people eat bats, right? So they're, they're just looking at the umbrella. Dude, I couldn't, and I couldn't that wait that's to wrong. Eat, if yeah. I was in that situation, I couldn't wait to eat a bat. I couldn't wait. Okay, to, dude. I love cats. I would eat my fucking cat in a minute if I was starving. Oh yeah. And, but anyway, what, what Amy was saying, which I thought was interesting was, 
that um, she was saying we have these outbreaks of E. coli all the time, but we don't mm -hmm. use that as a, that isn't used as an opportunity to raise concern about like Americans being filthy pieces of shit, you know. Sure. Yeah, so yeah. we see it that as an isolated incident, but because we're the you know we have the the benefit of nuance and individualism and exceptions in a way that's outside of groups that don't get the benefit of uh, that. So it's, uh, so the, the one thing I, that she said I thought was particularly interesting was she said the effect of repeating and circulating this quote truth is separate from the question of whether or not it is a truth. Mm -hmm. Is it, and it, is it worth asking regarding its effects on racism? And I thought mm -hmm. that's like, why is it so important to me to say that? Am I trying, am I trying to get the truth out or am I trying to just like make it seem like you'd be a piece of shit for eating a bat? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. anyway, it was, I thought that that I wanted to grow. I wanted you to see my heart grow two sizes in real time there. That Completely unimpressed. I, I, cool. I, yeah, I go think, ahead. I think <laughs> that I still think that it might. I think it's people, the stigma on eating these creatures should be removed and that that, that conversation should be different. I that doesn't Because they're fucking hungry, dude. And you know why? I've been eating wood chips all week and I'm starting right. if That's a right. box of bats showed up on my front door. I couldn't wait to eat those bats. It's that meme from Lord of the Rings with the Urukai where they're like, looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> I guess I could have just uh, said the thing that happens in the movie, but it's a meme now, right? It's, it's a, not it's a meme. meme. Right. I, you want to talk about this said. fucking movie? You want to talk about this fucking yeah, movie? Yeah, dude. You know, anyway, since, I, just since in closing, you're, you're right just in closing, so I can say that, yeah, so I can say the kind of the last word. I'm right wing now. I'm voting for Trump. Uh, I hate all you motherfuckers. Suck my balls. I'm right. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not really. I mean, well, I mean every other thing that I said, except I'm not <clears> voting for Trump. Yeah, well, I'm also not right wing. Yeah. Well, this is a movie that I recommended to uh, to Mr. Osborne here That's right. because I, I sold it to him as sort of a right wing Reservoir Dogs, or I saw somebody else talking about it as if David Fincher directed Reservoir Dogs, which I think oversells it. And I want people to not go into it thinking it's that amazing, but it's mm -hmm. fucking fascinating. I thought it was it's fascinating. Great. I thought it was um, great. This is my favorite it, movie that I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. The I mean the 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 setup is just really really simple seven people in a warehouse who's the rat you know it's mm -hmm. basically reservoir dogs who's the rat in this case it's who's the one who shot up a police funeral and there's double crossings there's people pointing guns at each other and there's torturing people for info but it's done in an icy controlled manner that i think is indicative of the slight right of center ideology that not just the movie has i know that a lot of people are like depiction doesn't mean you know, that they support this particular uh, ideology. But I think that there's a hint of it in the, in that filmmaking. I think, oh, I think there's, there's, there's a, more than a hint. Yeah. There's a respect for, I think there's a respect for militia people mm -hmm. in that movie. And I think, mm -hmm. I, haven't, I haven't seen that. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I watch movies where they, they show, you know, I've seen the, what was it, the one with Kevin Bacon where he's a child molester or, mm -hmm. you know, where, where mm -hmm. people are just literally murderers those the, nobody has any problem showing respect for people on the, that are absolute garbage. So right. it was so unusual to see a movie that treated militia members like the, the whole the Waco prepper type nuts mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with a not even like not even like a hero. They weren't even treated like like a Michael Bay movie, like with this bizarre patriotic heroism. 
it was just a sort of an unspoken respect for their ideology. Is that what was happening there? Or am I insane? No, 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 no. It was a, well, it wasn't necessarily a respect for them. Right. I think what's, what, what is interesting about this movie, uh, maybe some light, spo- I don't know how much spoilers I really want to do. Cause I don't think a lot of people have seen this movie is, is the problem. Um, yeah, I don't, but, I, it, it, it fell off the radar. You're right. It, yeah. Um, it's, it's a year old, I think. Yeah. But so basically I think rather than it having a sort of respect for these people, because they are portrayed, uh, as kind of losers and crazy people, especially towards the end, like when they do that kind of montage of all the different people and how they're all sort of sad and broken in their own way. What this movie does have, though, is the worldview that uh, cops are the absolute enemy. Like in this movie, <laughs> the cops are literally just the mafia. That's it. Like they are no better than a common street gang. There's that's what, no nuance or love that for, for the years, cops. That that's where the yeah. right and the left should come together. Why can't exactly. we? To, why can't we come together over this point? So you so you think that like you think that okay, it's a right wing movie. That, well, they're gonna love the cops. Then it's like no, no, no. Again. Cop, right-wing people only like cops when they're beating up black people, right? And the left-wing only really likes cops when they're, you know, putting down militia uprisings, right? Remember, we were all rooting for the cops when those, uh, the, the, was it the Bundy Ranch? What, what were those guys' names? Those goofballs about... who oh, got yeah. sent a yeah, bunch yeah, of dildos yeah. and shit? Um, yeah. So basically, like, um, <clears throat> in this movie in particular, like you said, one of the this militia shoots up a cop's uh, funeral, puts a bunch of C4, and this movie had to have been made, by the way, for like fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, we don't so, see any so of cheap. anything that we're describing. You don't see any of it. It's all conversation. You don't see any any of it. Yeah, it's all conversation. So basically, cut to this warehouse, and we meet our well, we meet our protagonist first thing. He's he's hunting a deer, like a badass. He lives in a trailer in the middle of nowhere by himself, drinks whiskey, that kind of guy, right? So he shows up finds out the situation and decides that, okay, so they realize that a machine gun of theirs, one of their AR-15s has, has gone missing, some of their grenades, um, et cetera. So they realize that somebody within the warehouse has perpetrated this. And it just so happens that the guy, uh, the militia guy, and I thought this was a nice twist, he's not an, he's not an undercover cop. He's just an ex-cop who's been kind of allowed into the group. So he's basically tasked with interrogating these two different guys in uh they both have these kind of long interrogation scenes which were my favorite parts of the movie like the kind of back and forth between him and these in these guys and how he uh at one point um he says okay i'll start the spoilers now uh at one point he it turns out he's wrong about both of the people who he interviews or he's he figures one out and he's wrong about the other but it's, and, and it's a uh, long i just want to point out it's a long journey to that to those revelations yeah. They're, right. they're done so well that you think that each of them has to be because of the way they lay right. out the information. And then they, yeah. they spend so much time on making those, on justifying those interrogations that they're, that they both take up space. That's really kind of interesting, but go ahead. Yeah. And so there's this part where he's a, uh, the main character's name, his name is Gannon. He's, he's kind of talking to the boss of the militia, this guy Ford and uh, Ford says, you know, how, how were you wrong twice? Like I thought you could get the truth. He's like, no, 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 I don't get the truth. I get confessions. And so what you're watching with these two uh, interrogations is, is probably very similar to like what cops do. They manipulate you into wanting you to too. confess. Yeah. You got them both, you know, you got them both. And the one that did it, I like the, the one guy who's kind of like, it, it, like you were saying, there's, 
there's representations of these guys that it isn't necessarily sympathetic. They're they're very familiar though. You know, you've got mm-hmm. like there's the there's kind of a a school shooter type, right? Mm-hmm. There's like a, there's um, the real there's kind of the the there's a racist. There's an ex military. There's an ex cop. There's mm-hmm. like a a nerdy techie gun nut type. Yeah, like a there's math those, teacher, yeah. which like totally you, totally guys, exists. That yeah, you that know those so guys. True. Yeah. And the and what what was that term that comes up later? The book boys. It seems like there's a book, yeah. there's a book boy in there. But there but the one guy that he interrogates is definitely that big like gruff asshole you'd see with a t-shirt that has way too much writing on it about how he's gonna beat your ass. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, right. And, right, and right. when he interrogates that guy, that shit got interesting. Like I was convinced. Even though the movie telegraphed that he's going to get a confession and it's not necessarily going to be true, I was convinced that it was true because I was so captivated by the guy's possible reasons for doing it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I can't believe I just fell for that. And then I mm-hmm. fell for something later. I don't know if you want to spoil the final twist, but I fell yeah. for both of. I fell for both of. Let's those. do it. Let's do it. And when when we go through this, uh, when when you do your listen to tag. Maybe we can tag also where the spoilers begin and end. That that might be helpful. Yeah, if people want to, if they want to watch it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, go ahead. But no, I just, um, I think that that should be a, I think a, we, normally we watch things after the, the ship has sailed. But in this case, it's something that doesn't seem to get a lot of attention. So if we wanted to give a an honest recommendation, I think people should know that all these Reservoir Dogs comparisons, it's not graphic like that, you know. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I love Tarantino, but here we had a really clean, lean nature to it. It's more like a play. It's yeah. very, it felt very mammoth to me. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like there was an old review of Glengarry Glenn Ross and another review of uh, American Buffalo. And somebody was saying mammoth's vocabulary is minuscule. And that's why it works so well, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's the case here. Like the vocabulary is real and I would say maybe, except for the school shooter type kid, that got a little flowery. That got a little yeah. overridden. But I think mm-hmm. it fit. It fit with with what he was supposed to be. But it kind of feels like you know, like a lean rap song that's brilliant, in spite of it having kind of a generic beat to it. Mm-hmm. You're, mm-hmm. Um, if you like that sort of thing, I think you're going to love this movie. Yeah, I agree um, with that 100. percent Yeah, the Fincher thing is weird. It's, just it's not going to give you spectacle. Right. It's not going to give you spectacle, but it's like, gosh, spectacle's so not compelling anymore. I finally, when watching this movie, I was like, oh, right, this is what, this is what <laughs> I like about movies, right? Like, you, you want to see what happens, and I love watching people do what they can with very little. Like, they found some, some great mm-hmm. shots in this little warehouse, you know? And you kind of also, you sort of understand the space. You kind of get where you're yeah. at in the, in the building. And also, it's a space I haven't seen before. Like when they go and when they first talking about about the shooting and that scene that you described, where they go to the locker and and they notice, oh, one of our machine guns is missing. Like that's an that's an alien world to me to see Mm -hmm. uh, a place where a bunch of dudes hang out and they're like, uh, you know, machine gun uh, number six is is gone. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I'm I was excited to be invited into that world with that movie. And yeah. I didn't know whether this is a question I had for you. Like, is it are we dealing with excitement over transgressive characters being so different from us? Mm-hmm. You know, except instead of having criminals, we have people that are 
I don't know if I would say that they're all right wing or they're right. The storyline is right adjacent, but the characters mm-hmm. are the characters are right wing. Is this sympathy because the view of the prepper gun nut Michigan militia crowd is is compelling or yeah? Is it? No, like, I think it is compelling. I think it's compelling in this day and age, especially. I think it's compelling to see characters. It's just it's compelling to see a narrative once again where cops are just one hundred percent the bad guys. Well, and that's everything... when I started to worry, dude, because then yeah. I started to think if the police the police's plan to stop them is so hugely problematic. Yeah, then maybe maybe you should, the way we got to we got to do we got to do a you, big tell, we got to do a big them, spoiler alert big spoiler alert. tell them the text you sent me okay. when you watched it. Hold uh, on, let me find it. Let me you see. Just I, said, I, I think you, I said just, it was a false flag you, movie. Yeah, you said, holy shit, this movie just did a false flag event. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. so it's it's as if it, it is it pandering to every conspiracy nuts idea of how these things are fake? Yeah. Or or is it is it like commenting on it? You know what I'm saying? It's is doing it, a little bit of both, man. And I, that's, that's at the end there. Whenever that end part happened and it's like, yeah, we created this whole, we made up the cop uh, funeral shooting and we made up, we made everybody here think that it was spreading, made them think that they were actually doing something uh, so that they would do this standoff and we could basically gun them down so that we could wipe out the militia movement, right? Like that's the whole that's a literal Alex Jones false flag, right? Like <laughs> yeah. them, them doing a, that's, that's the Gulf of Tonkin, right? Um, but that happened. I, I, when I watched it, I, it was in the middle of the night. Cause it was a afterthought, the thumbnail for it looks like an action movie. If I was going to suck mm-hmm. by the time I got to that point, I thought, Oh my, did, yeah. did I just get tricked into to putting on the fucking tinfoil hat? Yeah, or, or is it a commentary on it? And it doesn't have to be either, is my point. Is yeah. that at least it's... Like, I've heard people talk about it. I've looked it up online to see what the reviews were. And people were saying, an interesting exploration of Americans' gun culture. Um, what? But I don't know. I think it might be a, a, a slight celebration of it, which I think yeah. is interesting. I'm not a gun person, but I like to see that. The same reason I watch a documentary on it. I like to see that established as kind of a an afterthought almost to the mm, to, mm-hmm, to the mm-hmm. to what's happening also these guys they in any other movie in a hollywood movie they would be buffoons right and even though they're all technically i would say bad people it's established mm-hmm. that they are bad people but they're also very efficient people they're very driven people they mm-hmm. have a they have a tangible philosophy they have a code yeah. you know and, and all those things make them empathetic and i think that's the key to any good fiction is yeah. I can disagree with all of these things, but you made those people empathetic by watching me then be efficient and watching them be consistent. And I think that mm-hmm. that's where the movie um, distinguishes itself. I think so too. And I think that it's, it is kind of alluring too, because you, the movie does put forth a coherent ideology that actually makes sense. So what these guys fundamentally believe uh, the main character, because he actually experienced it, he had to be sort of a G-man for his local police force, and I guess like kill his partner or something, in order to. Anyway, yeah, it's all it it's seems, all it's it all complicated. Hint, yeah, it seems yeah. a hint that like he needs family so bad. Yeah, it, right. And it's like, and <laughs> so know? basically, like this guy, I mean, he got away from all that and decided, fuck that, I'm living by myself, because he's been uh, kicked in the teeth 
by this organization, right, that he thought was his kind of family. And by extension, what that's saying is that all these sort of government organizations, sort of what I was talking about earlier in our conversation, back when we were talking about the Rona, it's like the, you can't necessarily trust any of these organizations. So these guys at least make sense, right? They stockpile automatic weapons and grenades. They meet in secret uh, and they kind of like try as best they can through these different networks throughout the country to, which again, turn out to have not existed in the first place. Um, they try to set up sort of like a, yeah, like a revolution. There's this great bit with uh, this old man character who's played by the dude who talked to Shigur in No Country for Old Men. Oh, the, yeah. the guy behind the counter. The luckiest um, guy in the world. The lucky, the, <laughs> the guy who wins the coin toss. So there's this bit, and he's great because he's got this great gravelly southern accent, right? And he's talking about how he came to the to the militia and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of his speech, he says, he's like, what do we think we were doing? You know, getting all these weapons together, talking about it. And talk, he's like, now he's like, I don't understand why we're all scared right now. This is what we're planning for. So why don't we just go do it? You know what I mean? Because he's kind of calling into question the whole idea that they would even be looking for uh, the person who, who shot up the cop's funeral. Cause he's saying right. like, why are we, why are we even looking for this? Like, this is what we wanted. You know, yeah, and, and meanwhile, the police have just they almost made it's like the Matrix. They've made it mm -hmm. all because it's isolated to the warehouse. The cheapness of the movie then pays off mm -hmm. because we we only see what they see in this enclosed space. And that means that all this other stuff is a facade and that mm -hmm. they've kept them in the dark. And it, they've made like the whole it's as if somebody just kept feeding them misinformation and changed the and turn the clocks around on them and change the dates. And they don't know anything except what's coming in over these radios, which turn out to be, it's all been manufactured. It's fake news reports. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's just fascinating the way that they got played, you know? Right, and, right. Yeah, and, no, but, I but loved not it, necessarily, I loved But not it. necessarily satisfying. That's what's fun about it is, yeah. at the end, you're thinking, man, these guys got fucked over. And you're thinking, why do I care that these guys got fucked over? Right, you know? right. Well, you, I, think, I think it's because it, it brings up a really interesting point, and that is that if you're actually going to have people who rebel against this power structure, right? Um, there's there's always a place in our hearts as Americans for the rebel, no matter what side of the divide they're on. And the idea that these guys are actually making an honest to goodness effort to fight against this this shadowy power, because remember again, cops are always presented as like these silhouettes, right? Just groups right. of silhouettes. Um, so whenever we see stuff like that, we care because it taps into our fundamental, I think, spirit of kind of like rebellion and the realization that we've been completely domesticated. And these are like the last people, whether you like it or not, whether you think they're corny or not, whether you agree with their politics or not, these are the last kind of real rebels who could actually do something, right? And of course, there's tons of jokes about like, what are you going to do against a tank? And it's like a lot of these motherfuckers are stockpiling armor piercing rounds right like these the, the militias that we have in america today they're not jokes you know these people live this kind of gun life and so again i think it really well, does they, kind of they could use they could have used some of your pr this week though <laughs> but, but oh right 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 yeah yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> they look no, and that, they looked a little silly this week I Here's think, my question, I though, think that, is this I think that movie real for life, them? Is this, I think, this is... Well, first of all, I think that the militias, quote-unquote, that showed up to these rallies are not the militias that I'm talking about. Like, I don't think that the, 
that like the militia that exists in this movie, which I think to be probably closer to a lot of the real ones are probably never going to show their face in public. Cause that's, that's part of it. Like these are goofy LARPers uh, that, that you see doing this kind of shit. But number two, like, I think the movie is for them, dude. It's like it's like their version of a tragedy, you know. That's, but it's they're like, never well, going to find it. They're not going to. No. They they're going to come across this indie uh, sleeper hit, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. it feels like it's a remember Waco, you know, remember Ruby Ridge crowd pleaser. But how are they ever going to find it? I think it might be. I think the problem is that I'm getting stuck on the idea of the idea of depiction is endorsement. Which yeah, everyone should, right. you know, with art, of course, I should remember that doesn't, it isn't the case with art and never should be. But right. for some reason, I, because I was kind of taken by a loop by what this movie, this flavor the movie had, mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. Uh, that, you know, I, I, get, I get kind of tangled up in it. I think that mm-hmm. um, if this movie was made and it, had a, and it had a big audience, it would need to be. They would be villains who are mocked and then massacred by their own hand by noble right. police officers. That's how it would end. Right. Um, the the, the little, closest they get to having the closest they would get to having like respect would be like the militia terrorist squad from The Rock. Remember where Ed Harris is like the leader oh, yeah. of these ex sure. ex Marines who got fucked over by the government, and you actually sort of like they do horrific things, but you you feel for them. You know, right. like they're going to launch this terrorist attack, but it's like. But their reasoning is like, okay, I get that. They got, they got screwed, Well, there right? seems to be, I think that there might be a little, um, there's, there's similar movies coming out of this, uh, this Cinestate. Yeah. This Texas-based. Um, Was this made uh, in Texas? Really? Well, the, this, this guy, what is it, Dallas Sonnier? Is that his name? Okay. Uh, his name was attached to this. Uh, okay. Dragged across concrete, bone oh, tomahawk. Oh. Craig, that Craig Zoller. Zollers, guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. All the, all these things are coming from the same place, and they all have again that, that, that very right wing feel. Or I would I wouldn't go that far. I would say it has a conservative adjacent feel to it. Okay. Like d- dragged across concrete. It was maybe is it just because Mel Gibson was in it as a as the kind of Mel Gibson yeah. type was uh-huh. it because it was just forgiving uh-huh. him completely uh-huh. yeah. uh, I, I mean I love that movie too uh, uh-huh. I didn't see but it. I think if you if they do a fifth movie that that feels a little a little wingy does that mean is that finally enough to say you guys might have a philosophy over there is I think that, so yeah I think that's completely reasonable I wouldn't especially if it's a Texas-based company I wouldn't see why somebody with a boatload of money wouldn't look at something like A24 and be like, well, why don't we just make the right wing version of that? Right. Well, that's what I'm wondering is, I, and I, I think we're, we're overstating it a bit that these are right wing movies, but I would say there's well, a then the same the way that A24 movies aren't explicitly left wing, but yeah, you know what I there, mean? They got that a, feel though. There's a conservative you know? sheen to them that I find interesting. And I'm, I'm keeping an eye on it the same way the police are, is what I'm saying. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. But, right, uh, right. but yeah, it's a, uh, it's kind of fascinating because they're normally right wingers don't have any talent in the arts at all. I don't want to right. overstate that, but sure, uh, it's you know find me one, a comedian that's funny that's right wing, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the fact mm-hmm. that that there seems to be some level of cinematic skill and and uh, nuance and getting some good performances and mm-hmm. um, something to keep an eye on, you know, it might yeah. be might yeah. be interesting. So. No, yeah, I'm interested in it for sure. It, it's what appeals to me right now, uh, definitely. I mean, this movie was just 
so fucking good and tight. It's an hour and a half. Praise the Lord. We didn't have to. It's it's literally the the perfect length for a movie. You get enough time to get to know all seven characters. Um, it's spatially very great. Oh, something I forgot to mention. I watched this with headphones on. the The sound is incredible. Really? The sound because they're in, yeah they're in this big empty warehouse uh, and like the echoes of the steps, the sound of doors opening and closing. There's the scene. Remember when the cop is banging on the shutters and they're kind of hiding behind the shutters yeah and, yeah and like feet, every time every time feet. that cop hits that it goes boom it's this amazing big echoey sound so the sound design is pretty incredible too just wanted to throw that out there Sweet. but yeah no it's great man it's great that's all i got so i wanted to touch on one other movie real fast i know you hate okay. it when i do that so i'm gonna do it again okay um, uh i have very little to say about it except there was one thing i thought particularly that was fascinating so this movie's called Underwater. Have you seen the ads for this? Yeah, it looked like shit. It's bad. It's bad. But there's something really fascinating ha- happening in this movie. Okay. Um, everybody was talking about how they were excited about it. And ter- they're like, this movie's actually pretty good. You should mm-hmm. check this out. Mm-hmm. And it was all these, these fucking nerds, you know, like slobbering over it. And I, so I, I thought, is it, I get burned every time I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as you know. So I, but I rented it. And, I'm, and uh, actually, I was watching it with Amy. It stars uh, Kristen Stewart. And it's uh, it's so dull that for the first hour, I'm thinking, what am, what am I missing? Why would anybody mistake this for being any good? It's okay. just people people running around in these big, like, Michelin Man-looking uh, water uh, deep-sea diver suits. And every mm-hmm. so often, some unseen thing pulls someone off into the shadows. I'm just like, this is fucking boring. Mm-hmm. Well... All of a sudden, Kristen Stewart takes all of her clothes off and spends like the last third of the movie running around almost naked. Okay. And okay. Yeah. Then, and for for a lot of reasons, then the movie had my full attention because <laughs> what we have here, what we have is the return, like a a huge triumphant return to the exploitative gaze. Yeah. Like right. when is the last time you've seen? Like the the lead in an action movie, the female be sexualized like that. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe Michael Bay still does it. I guess he hasn't done it since Bad Boys Two, I don't think, or Transformers Three. But but mm-hmm. as far as like in a to just have a l- l- let me describe what she's wearing. She's wearing like a sports bra and mm-hmm. literally just underwear. And mm-hmm. some, it looks like thigh highs, but they're knee braces. So it looks like someone's running around in, in like, like cosplay or something. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking weird. And so I brought this up. I brought this up on social media and I got unfriended so fast by like five mm. people. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Because, and, and I'm thinking, what is your deal? Because you said the thing that I don't like. I mean, you're tiptoeing, they're tiptoeing around the, the fact that, uh, and it, this is the thing. There's a loophole there that I realized. Mm-hmm. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the male gaze because Kristen Stewart is. She's a lesbian icon, right? Isn't that mm-hmm. her deal? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's, dude. That's the loophole. Mm, you have to have it from a lesbian view. That's the loophole. We got to have the lesbian gaze. It was the lesbian gaze. It was the like when uh, I, I think I told you about when I went and saw Planet Terror and Rose McGowan is you know doing all her. Uh-huh. sexy pose and, and there was all this hooting and hollering but it was from these same-sex couples and i thought this is an interesting crossover event you know right 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 it's right. It's, it's interesting that it's it's not it doesn't feel as exploitative because all 
factions were enjoying it. It's like you, yeah. at the end of at the end of Major League when the punk rocker hugs the redneck or hugs the priest yeah. and the, mm-hmm. hugs the mm-hmm. Jewish guy. It's like right. everybody can agree that it's it looks kind of interesting when people are half naked. But nobody oh, yeah. wants to say this. Everybody was so mad at me for saying that this is the the only draw of this movie is the fact that she's half naked and no one will admit this. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was like, no, we like the part where people are getting dragged into shadows for an hour. <laughs> I love it when they get dragged into sh- That's the word. That is the laziest, cheapest death. Like when somebody gets like sucked back really fast into shadows. Yeah. I think that's worse than a head tilt for sure. Well, the, there's there's a little bit of people are saying, spoiler, that it's got Cthulhu in it. Um, oh. Which is a surprise. There's a giant beast at the end that vaguely looks like. But it, it's such a it was such a 11th hour edition. You can tell that all oh, uh-huh. they uh-huh. had some, some sort of behemoth and they just threw some tentacles on its face and all the horror people are like, Oh my God, it's an elder God. And it's like, but, but if you, but okay. So, okay. I'm about to lose it here because they did that already in a lot of movies like cabin in the woods. There's an elder God that comes out at the very end. Yeah, if it, it comes out at the very end and like kills everybody or whatever, that's not what they do. But when it comes out, even if it just comes out, unless you do something with it, then yeah. what, why are we Where's... doing this thing where it's like, I recognize that? Like, why is going to a movie just, you can make somebody shit their pants by being like, hey, you recognize this, right? And people are like, oh my God, I do. Yeah. That's the thing that I recognize. That's not even the creepy thing about the Lovecraftian shit is, you know, the madness and all. This is just mm-hmm. some giant thing that looks like it. Yeah. Um, it's what did they just did? They did that in Pirates of the Caribbean. The the Kraken yeah. or whatever was yeah. sort of that same deal, right? Sure. So anyway, yeah. so that's that's what people are claiming. It's but don't buy it. Don't believe it. I'm never going to watch it. No, no. I just want you. Know, I'm, I'm not saying watch it. I'm saying if anybody says they like it, just peer past that the facade and look into their heart, and you'll see that it's somebody who likes seeing Kristen Stewart naked. And Which, by the way, there's nothing wrong with. That's totally fine. If that's, that's the reason fine. you like the movie, that's fine. But stop pretending. That's, what's, that's stop what was lying. cracking me up. It was cracking me up that I couldn't even bring that up. That and you know what's like, so nope. funny, though, is that like women are allowed to be like super thirsty online now. You'll see like Jason Momoa, Aquaman. He'll like post something on Instagram or Twitter, and there's just a bunch of women there like, you know, step on my face choke me dad uh you know <laughs> fuck my ass all this kind of shit like women now are allowed to be as thirsty as they want to be but heaven forbid heaven forbid a dude was like unless hey. it was unless it was like one of the golden girls was starring in underwater and then yeah would say, then it would oh, be she's like so oh, hot. She's oh she's so, so hot. hot she's so hot and old i love it when i see old ladies naked i love it and then you know but, but yeah get, no can i get a gold star can Please I get a gold, gold star? star? Oh, but heaven, heaven forbid, like a straight male right now is like, yeah, I liked it. I mean, she was naked for most of the movie. That's I, 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 I don't I have a problem with that. And that was my, that was and my people social are like, media review. Was, you. That's you. I put the, I put on social media, put underwater, more like underwear. Am I right? And it was fucking tumbleweeds and unfriend <laughs> and unfriendings and unfollows. <laughs> Oh man, we are just box office poison, dude. Like we just we say zero of the correct things. Um, but you know, it's fine. You know, honestly, dude, with Facebook, I I kind of I'm, I'm gonna actually delete it now. I just need to go through and find all the pictures I want to keep, because I was like, you know, at the end of the day, if if I'm gonna have people tell me to eat shit, I should at least be getting paid for it. So I, I have an announcement here for the pod. Uh, my first article for Breitbart is going to come out in oh, about no. a week. Oh, and no. uh, I'm finally getting paid for my writing, dude. It's amazing. Oh, 
Uh, so you'll you'll like it. You'll like so, it. It's called it's called Why the Coronavirus Panic is Racist Against White People. Oh it's boy. it's going to be a lot of fun. Don't believe. Don't believe. <laughs> don't believe but no. Right. But I mean, I, I am joking. But uh, but I am going to quit because yeah, it's like why why what's the point of having this thing? It, Facebook works really well for people who are sycophantic, right? Like people who are mediocre and who say the correct thing every single time. It's great for that. Like you can actually Dude, make it work. I was. I thought of you. That did you see that the the HWA uh, what's the Stoker Awards were last week or a couple was it two days ago? You mean the Strokers? Yeah, the Strokers. And yeah. it was all and it was all on online for obvious reasons. Uh-huh. It was fucking hilarious. So, right. <laughs> so those fucking awards are they're they're posting it. They made like a little show out of it. Okay. So all these people were posting on Facebook saying, oh, I can't wait. I'm so nervous. Am I going to win? And then they posted these videos that were clearly made like a week ago. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like they, it wasn't a live feed coming from, you know, 20 assholes houses. It was, right. it was right. a, it was a, a, a little video presentation that they had put together. Uh-huh. And so all these people were pretending like it was live and it was, it was the, this sort of mass delusion where then when they then they would say, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm hyperventilating. And it's like, but you recorded a video for your acceptance speech at least at least 24 hours ago. And you're Wait, so they were ex- they were acceptance speeches in real, re- yeah. re- being rec- were recorded before. Yes. Yes. The whole thing was pre-recorded, But people on Facebook were in real time excitedly announcing that they just found out they won or it was the weirdest thing dude that is the, such a weird larp and the, again you know if that's how you want to live your life that's totally fine they're like oh my god i can't oh my god i can't believe it and then i click on it and it's just a videotaped thing that's that they had to create so they knew they won yeah you see what i'm saying yeah i see i see exactly what you're saying and again you know if that's the way you want to live your life if that's what you want to do god bless congratulations to everybody who won uh there are some good authors out there who, who do win the stoker and who are on Facebook, you know, like this is not a 100% thing, but man, it's gotta be between 85 and 90% of those people are just fucking dog shit writers. So it's like, why waste your time? Oh my God. Somebody on the video had a, they were wearing like a weird, they were like a bizarre, maybe a like a um, xenomorph version of a mask in front of their, their man cave, except it was like the horror nerds version of a man cave, so it was full uh, of bat bat skeletons and shit. And oh, I'm good. thinking, man, this is this is a what's going on in that house? Right, right, yeah, hundred percent. You know, anyway. and it's like, and I wouldn't be so mean and nasty if they if it didn't turn out that most of these little cretins didn't have so much black hate in their heart. You know what I mean? Like. If it turned out that they themselves were not just bullies who never got the chance to bully anybody because they suck, then I'd have a lot more sympathy for them. But having spent 10 years around most of these freaks, what I realized is that they're waiting for any chance they can to get them and their little nerd buddies to pile on whatever they can because they've had nothing but, you know, shame and failure in their lives. Well, uh, these books, I hadn't even heard any of these books. I noticed there's a horror poetry uh, um, category that the same person oh, that seems, cool. seems to win every year and I, yeah i'm just i'm just thinking i should throw together some horror poetry and get myself a stoker award because apparently only one person is able to do it with any level of confidence because this is literally yeah. the same name every i can't think of it but like is this is, is this a repeat i've seen this over and over again anyway <laughs> anyway 
Here's would you? The, would here's you? To the Stoker Awards. It reminded me of that. But if it, but if it was like, uh, I was shit. trying to think of, I was trying to think of poems. I was trying to think of like green eggs and blood. It's like, would you eat it with a ghost? Would you eat it with a Frankenstein? It doesn't even have to rhyme, right? It's postmodern. I would not, would not with a ghost. I would not eat green eggs and blood. I took a poetry class when I was an undergrad, and I didn't know how to do anything that didn't rhyme. And, you know, rhyming's bad for poetry. Yeah. So I put, I just stacked up the word bloody nose, but I wrote it, you know, up and down. So it was on the line. No, you didn't use, you fucking E.E. Cummings that shit. So it was bloody, it was the word bloody nose. um, And then for B, I came up with a sentence long story of how I got a bloody nose that started with B, Mm -hmm. L, O, two O's was very hard. Three O's was very hard to come up with. Yeah. And and it was, uh, I thought it was a masterpiece, right? I'm like, I just came up with, you know, 17 ways to get a bloody nose. I'm just going to go to class and just bask in all the applause. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everybody, Everybody was like, this is the fucking worst. This is the worst yeah. thing it's ever and then well, this is this is like it shows how our entire lives go where we're like we're genius and then everybody's like this sucks and it's like you suck you, you suck, suck. <laughs> so yeah that was my my whole poetry uh uh um attempt it was it was short-lived i was and then i was down on it because you know i couldn't do it and i right. don't i don't understand it and i criticized every chance i get you know, I mm-hmm. lash out. I lash out. It, it didn't. It didn't. Didn't accept me. I don't accept it. I don't Good. understand. I don't understand poetry. Write Fuck a story. Em. Write Fuck a story. Em. Or write <laughs> seventeen stories about bloody noses. Yeah, you could do that too. You could also just like try writing something that hasn't been done before. You know, like you could just try to innovate or be good or I don't know. Uh, oh, okay. I guess that's it. I guess, I guess if you want to, yeah, end it there. Jesus. Well, I didn't mean that towards you. I meant that towards all the other people. That's all I need, dude. That's all I need. Ah, Jesus. I'm you talking about the horror writers, goddammit. The people who don't write anything original, don't try to be good. That's I what I meant. I'm not making fun of you, Dave. I'm making fun That's of fine. you. That's fine. We're, we're, in the, we're in this I together. Use, we're, in this, we're prepping. Yeah, we're I'm prepping. I'm a prepper. You're a prepper. Would make... you like to be a prepper, too? Fuck yeah, dude. I'd love to be a prepper. And then... I'll go out there and kill some fucking... About the time I did a left to fight the big war Saw my first pistol in the general store In the general store when I was 13 Thought it was the finest thing I ever had seen I live on Sunday when I grew up I'm a drop that doesn't hit, she really blew up, really blew up I didn't understand, mama says a pistol is a devil's right hand The devil's right hand, the devil's right hand Mama says a pistol is a devil's right hand Stand, I'm a scissor pistol, is a devil's rat.